0: Recorded live. Good evening, folks. This is June 1st, 2016. It is episode 70 of Maine Exposed. And the information shared on this program is for educational purposes only. Take it away, Dottie.
1: Thank you, Leon. Good evening and welcome, everyone. It's been a little while. Uh, We're back tonight with a special guest, Mike Gill, with uh, New Hampshire State of Corruption. Mike is a successful businessman in Manchester, owner of the Mortgage Specialists, Inc., and he's been exposing corruption in New Hampshire with his hard evidence. He's connected the dots uh, with public officials, the judicial system, major law firms, And that all ties into New Hampshire's drug heroin epidemic. I'm your host, Dottie LaFortune. If any of you have questions or comments for Mike, if you're on the phone, press star and then the number eight, and that will put you in the queue. We will see it and bring you in for your question. If you're in the chat room, uh, if you type something up, we're keeping an eye on the chat as well. Let me, with that, welcome Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, Donnie. Mike, I'm so glad and happy and thank you for coming on um, the program tonight. Uh, You've got so much information and documentation, and you've been at this for a while, and people have to hear about this. It's got to get out. People have to take a stand here, jump on board, and help Fix this problem now, Mike. I just wanted to bring up that you know you've exposed a lot of things. You know the IRS, FRM, and for people out there who don't know what it means, it stands for Financial Resources Mortgage Company. Uh, this was a Ponzi scheme uh, in the state of New Hampshire that literally uh, robbed tens of millions. Where uh the vast- majority of the victims were the elderly, and Mike has been exposing New Hampshire's drug epidemic, so Mike tonight I thought, well, you've got so many so many things on the frying pan that we would discuss the drug issue tonight, and uh, let's just see how far do these connections lead because you're you know,
0: I ep- I'd first like to say, Dottie, is is uh i I'm, I'm, I'm good with coming in from the drug related uh position, but let everybody know that the corruption in the state throughout the state is all tied in together, so in other words, it's just multiple doors into the same location, so let's we can talk about the drugs and the business and the money of drugs, which which creates this enterprise. But never forget, it's like as many things as it looks like I'm working on, it's the same monster that we're fighting.
1: Absolutely. And you've tied it to the same people uh, that I I can relate to because I've been personally, I've contacted personally many of the same people that you have exposed, um, you know, in the Attorney General's office and Kelly Ayotte and um, U.S. You know, Attorney- this is a
0: good time to bring that up, Dottie, because absolutely, what what you have to understand is this, and, and and I'm telling you, for ten years of fighting these people and working with these people and having them work for me, there's this, this, there's and there's been a level of. Of an understanding of how the depth of this is and the evil of this is, so this was this has been a training process that's required years of dedication and you know on the a, a, a mental attitude of of not stopping, no matter what the cost, to get this kind of exposure. So take a look at this as an operation that one it's the wealth and the businessmen that are involved in the corruption of, of this business and then the people who protect them. See? Right. It's the people Absolutely. who protect and it's the people that they're protecting, they're succeeding. One gives them power, the other gives them wealth, and together they both get what they want.
1: And this is what I have found, you know, in listening to your radio programs and watching your videos, it involves the same type of so called activity and and the same people, so this extends you know outside of New Hampshire, and I can connect it to maine it 's the
0: model they've yep. given you the model New Hampshire, yep. because of the size of it and the 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 control of what they've evolved to and drug dealers being allowed to be in the business for 40 years and the wealth that's accumulated unchecked and the politicians have protected them. Now, what makes you think that any good business doesn't expand? And if this is the same players are starting to move into Maine with the same results, think about this. We have 2020 do a show... When there's, again, 13,384 cities and towns in the United States, they pick Manchester, New Hampshire to do a show on heroin. And now we have the series Cops turn around and pick again Manchester, New Hampshire. It's been here for three months, having all this crime being exposed, and then they're asked to leave. Just, just see what I'm saying? It's, it's, the, it's the other side of the protection of this. They're protected, which is why we're having crime. And that's I, what's going to happen to Maine.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've tried to get, you know, 60 Minutes, 20, 20, you know, various uh, programs like this. But, you know, when you're alone fighting this, it's, it's, it's hard to get them to listen to
0: a person. Well, think of the involvement. We're talking about Kelly Ayotte representing the AG, Attorney uh, General General's Department of New Hampshire, back with FRM and all these drugs. She's protecting him. Cruz is her campaign manager. Shaheen? Shaheen's involved in the Ponzi scheme. Who do you think appointed the banking commissioner? The problem we're having is calling in the cops is that the cops know who's guilty. But who's great oh. enough to confront them? And that's what I'm doing, involved in these lawsuits and calling out these drug suppliers. I'm calling them out because we are now fighting the principles. We are now playing the principles out, so there is a chance of winning. There is a formula for success. Now we just have to have the courage.
1: Well, well, a lot of us do have the courage. Some don't have all the the proof, and this is why they can get their hands on documents. But, Mike, let me clarify one thing, because you mentioned uh, a person by the name of Cruz. Now, this is not um, (laughs) the presidential candidate.
2: No. Uh,
1: What is Cruz's first name?
2: Uh, th- this
0: uh, Cruz is uh, Andrew Cruz, the car dealership. But see, these are the people who have invested in the treatment centers. These, you know, car, business, and I'm telling you, they're in the business of selling drugs too, a laundering money. I'm. This is my understanding. Now, I believe also that there is a secret grand jury going on. Now, I'm hoping it's going to be coming from the DEA or the feds. I'm feeling cross-currents here. I'm dealing with drugs. I'm in court. People who are following, we've had two injunctions that they wanted to submit that, that failed. Judges are recusing themselves because I believe they know the truth. And they're making now a request to go back to the same Brentwood, the same Rockingham County Courthouse that I've called out Anderson McHugh is protecting the criminals. So all right, we're back Mike, there again.
1: I wanna I wanna get into the injunction, I wanna get into um one specific incident when you went to court, but before I, I go there, now you have pinned and nailed down specific people, officials involved in all of let's say it's criminal it's a criminal network.
0: Yes. Can you Organized give us some crime. names?
1: Give us some names of the people uh, in office that you went to to investigate your evidence.
0: Beyond even investigating, investigate, investigate themselves. So I've been to the Governor Hassan. I've been to Turnaround. The, the uh, U.S. Attorney, I've been giving them information for the fact six years that quite incriminated Kakavis, who was then the U.S. Attorney, who resigned and I'm thinking he may be a principal character in the secret grand jury because I think right. it goes back to the banking department. And Remember when I called out Perlow and said that they were laundering money? This was the uh, banking commissioner. He then resigned. So again, I start thinking that this is the case. So I'm hoping that the feds come in. This involves two senators. Think about this. AOT is Representative McLean Law Firm. That's your AG's office. Shaheen for Shaheen and Gordon. How about all the federal funding programs that they're getting? They're feeding them back into their own businesses. They're getting rich off of all this, and they're controlling every aspect of our government. It's the same group of attorneys from three law firms. Is it that hard to figure out? Uh, not for me,
1: Mike, because no. some of the. Uh, I would like to connect some dots for the people out there just to let them know that you know I fully understand uh, what you're saying and I know who these players are Uh, like Kelly Ayotte when she was Attorney General I I went to her and this is about drug activity going on in Farmington, New Hampshire I tried to get an investigation into this and so did another um, person um, and I don't want to go into the details, but it does involve um, severe, gross, horrific abuse against two veterans and one resulting in death. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I couldn't get Kelly Ayotte as attorney general to do anything.
0: And then he I represents went... McLean. McLean okay. is the insurance defenders. That's what they were doing. Think about this. The AG's office has been run for my McLean for 30 years. The banking commissioner came from McLean, came from the AGs up. This is Perlow. He was an insurance defender, not a banker. So it is protecting. FRM goes right back to Ayotte, which is why she doesn't want anybody to ask questions about FRM in front of her. And she's protected that way.
2: And so Shaheen,
0: these these are the people they're protecting because this is how the state of New Hampshire is divided up. And these people are starting to cut up the state of Maine, and they're using the model, which is why you have the captain of the Manchester Police Department move to Kittery. You know, this is why you have Shaheen and Gordon moving more and more into Maine.
1: Right, Maine. and I want to I want to get into that. But you know, the people that you are naming and and uh, let's see Ayotte, then uh, Foster took over as Attorney General. Forget him as well, dickhead. He's an investigator
0: that you had dealings with. From been- McLean. Dick Tracy again? Yes, Foster yep. worked twenty nine years before for McClain. Where do you think his loyalties are? And when you have a corrupt attorney general's office, this is the investigatory department within the state representing right. the people of the state. If right. they're corrupt, your whole state is corrupt. I've been saying this for years,
2: and so nothing have I, like...
0: has right, and nothing has ever happened to dispute those accusations. Well, I one got... thing.
1: I've got evidence to back you up. And as far as the U.S. attorney, uh, I went there, too, when Carlentano was there, and he ended up leaving office, like the three officers in the Farmington PD, they all left. But Kakavis, when he, prior to his U.S. attorney tenure, he was uh, an attorney in practice in New Hampshire. He took $5,000 to represent one of the veterans that I just mentioned uh, on, on a false arrest. And it was a false arrest uh, and drugging and the whole works. And he returned the money a couple of days later and said he couldn't take the case. Shortly thereafter, he became New Hampshire's USAG. So I know who you're talking Right, talk- and
0: then he prosecutes FRM. And then he prosecutes FRM with FRM having Mark Howard, being a defense attorney. Mark Howard is also a judge on one of my cases they're trying to leverage me with. Mark Howard's only been a subject to 11 videos that I've done because Mark Howard was Kakapis' business partners just months before. So they put this whole FRM processing uh, prosecution thing as, as, a, as, as, a, as a farce. It was a deal. That's what Kakavas did. He protected the banking department because they know if they get into the banking department, you wouldn't just have found a Ponzi scheme that the banking commissioners, the brothers were involved in. You're going to find the launderers of protecting the drug dealers with their banks and credit unions. See, and then you could get into AOT. The banking commission is the heart of the beast. It's where they hide and protect their
1: money. Absolutely. It's going on in Maine, too, Mike. I'm gonna, I want to put a link out there for the people. Leon put something out, but I'm putting a, a link, and the link, if it shows up, um, for you folks out there, the, this is a link to get all of Mike's videos and his r- radio broadcasts, and he's got so much out there. You've you got to check that out. But, Mike, that is what's going on you know, with Maine, too. But they, they're trying to silence you. Um, from exposing all of this stuff.
0: They're leveraging me in any place possible between lawsuits and licensing, IRS, DRA. They've been trying to quiet me for years and I've just not taken their deals and I've confronted them each and every time, threatened to put them in jail. And I can tell you this, we're, we're in a place that I, we haven't been before. We're in a place where judges and police departments are saying, you know something? We may have to follow up here. We don't want to get invested in this criminality. I think Manchester Court did that. I think the Nashua Court system did that. And they're turning around, and judges are saying, we know what you're doing, Shaheen and Gordon. You know that these guys are drug dealers, and what I'm doing is trying to save people's lives. And these people have bought and paid for your politicians, which is why Bill Shaheen's out there smiling with with these drug dealers because he's been in business with them he knows i have information with him with hud and the wife working with anagos how is 2009 they had the biggest cocaine bust in the history of the state well guess who those mexicans work for dick anagos all right now who
1: is who is dick anagos
0: dick anagos is one of the biggest builders and wealthiest men in the state. He owns the building of the Elliott Hospital. He owns, he's involved in the treatment centers, Prime Bank, Dunkin' Donuts. He's got a list of of, 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 of property, maybe, maybe the biggest commercial property holder in the state. But he's been a drug dealer through the 70s and the 80s. I've got him in 2009. I got his roots now with his son involved. This man made his wealth through corruption and drugs. Okay, been, but isn't he bought he, political protection along the way up, such as oh, Shaheen? Okay, but
1: aren't these people that are protecting him higher up? I mean, if the lower people start to uh, be taken down, so to speak, I mean, this is just going to um, a domino, and it, it'll get to the, to the higher ups.
0: Not if law enforcement is corrupt, and that well, is what's going on. Is. Why do you think Manchester became the worst? I mean, if you have the worst drug problem, you have the worst corruption problem because somebody's protecting them. Listen, when you're number one out of over 13,000 cities and towns, there's got to be a reason for it. And the reason for it is the law enforcement is complicit because these people were partners in the crime.
1: Okay, but if you've, got evidence, you have, if you've got evidence of law enforcement participation... Uh, whether it's local level, which I do, uh, all the way up to you know the Attorney General or the USAG covering for these, it's eventually going to have to hit them. It's going to work its way like a domino, don't you think?
0: Well, geez, I hope so. And I tell you, if there, if it doesn't happen, then I can. We've answered the question. I've wondered if the federal government knows about this and still will not refu- will refuse to. Do what's right. So that if that is the case, then we're in a sorry situation. And well, we I think, think we're down to that now because how can it not be obvious as to what's happened? Now, the evidence as far as cover-up, how about that I wrote a 91A, which is the uh, Freedom of Information Act, with a case number that I posted that, that was a arrest, narcotics arrest, of Dick Anagoss. Now, what we did was we went from two separate locations with the 91A, and we have got the same results from the same administrator that said that she found the file in both cases and was sending it in for an approval to be released. Well, then this captain came around, sent an email, said they didn't find it. So on two occasions, they found it, and the same captain protected it so it wouldn't go out. See? That's even proof and evidence. This is the businessman of the year. This is the previous citizen of the year who's owning treatment center who's been a forty year drug dealer.
1: All right. Mike, somebody's got a question for you. I'm gonna i yes. gonna uh unmute Oregon and then I'm gonna come back to you uh with some other um uh, questions here. Oregon, welcome. Are you there?
2: Yeah, hi, Dottie. I had to unmute it from this end. This is JT. How are you doing?
1: Okay. What's your question or comment for Mike? This is quite a story, isn't it?
2: It's fascinating, and it's right up my alley. Um, I'm an investigative research specialist, and I expose government, judicial, and banking fraud. And right now, what you're talking about is going to be directly connected to Scott Rothstein out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida and Rick Scott with HCA and the Memorial Hospitals and the Medicaid Fraud. So if you can follow Scott Losting out of Fort Lauderdale, and I've got all the cases if you want to get a hold of me at a later point in time, I'd be happy to share those with you, or you can contact the, the Miami Herald or just go online and just type in Scott Losting. Scott Losting's in jail for 50 years for a Ponzi scheme that involves every judge, bank, mortgage company, real estate agent, and attorney in the country. Um, and it's, it's right up exactly what you're talking about. Now, if you know Scott Rothstein, um, it's uh, Adler Rothstein Rosenfeld uh, Law Firm. And this whole thing involves murder. You name it, they're in it. And a lot of drugs. But it also goes up into New Jersey, Big time up in New Jersey. and, and You know what?
0: Um, this may also go to New Jersey now that you uh-huh. say that. It I think
2: does. It, it does. I think that's the, it's going to be a common denominator, but also Scott Rothstein is going to be an offspring of Arnold Rothstein. If you don't know who that is, he was the brain. Oh, of the I of the, do. Okay, he's the brains of the mob back in the 20s or 40s or whatever. So, And that's your big time drugs. And Scott Lawson bribed politicians, bankers, you name it. Um, that are the mob.
1: Well, let me tell so, you guys. You say New Jersey. I yeah. when, when when Governor Christie was U.S. Attorney General, I wrote to him because it was federal uh, that uh, I was out with what you're talking about, what Mike has talked about. But this has crossed state lines. There's other criminality here. Christie knows all about New Hampshire. Kelly Ayotte's covering up, and Christy covering up for her. So it does go, he already knows this. I have a letter from him thanking me for sending, uh, for contacting him, and I was going to hear from somebody, and I never did. So it, it goes yeah. New Jersey, Jeanette. Jeanette, yeah. let me get back to Mike, but stay on because there might be other names there, unless, Mike, have you got a question? for? No, for- I,
0: I will look into it. I think it's, that's very helpful. Okay. you know what, I I believe that this is a model here. Okay.
2: One more thing, what Jay? One more quick piece of this is Scott Rothstein has a lot of shell companies in um, New Jersey. And in his court case, uh, all of his creditors, I have a list of a lot of creditors that might be some names that you might be familiar with, both of you.
0: No, I, so know I found doesn't... a lot of shell companies too, in New Jersey, and with these drug dealers, with New Jersey and New York.
2: Yeah, and I, I think you might be interested in these. And Donnie can get a hold of you and me uh, later at a at a private call.
1: Okay, so uh, okay. you know Mike can talk to me about this, and I'll give him contact and and whatever. But stay on because there might be, um, you know, other. Names and things that will come out. Uh, so okay. Stay, I'm, okay.
2: hey, I'm going okay. to mute out from this side so I can take a minute, a minute for me to get back in.
1: Okay, dokie. Okay. All righty. Hey, Mike, ahead. you know, we're talking about, you know, this crosses state lines. Now, you were talking about Shaheen and Gordon, a law yeah. firm. Yeah. And that law firm has crossed the state and is connected to Maine through the city of Biddeford. Now, Biddeford, Maine, has a, a huge uh, drug problem. I mean, the state of Maine does, but Biddeford, you know, is in the news quite a bit. And Shaheen and Gordon, oh, a couple years ago, a few years ago, bought out the law firm of Smith & Elliot in Saco, Maine. That's a law firm. Now, attorneys in that law firm... Are the city of Biddeford's attorneys. The current one is uh, Keith Jakes, and the one prior to him is Harry Center. Now they both come out of Smith and Elliot, who is now bought by Shaheen and Gordon. So Shaheen and Gordon has a big, I think, uh, uh, step on Biddeford, and maybe this is why the the small group of people fighting the drug network and activity going on in Biddeford, the city officials won't do anything. Is it per the advice of the law firm? That-
0: well, let's take a look at this. I'm fighting the, the network of drug dealers. Who is representing them? Who is trying to get an injunction? Who is trying to get no cameras in the courtroom? Shaheen. So, <laughs> in other words, so by the fact that they're protecting them now, and everybody... If they watch any of my videos, they realize that Shaheen and Gordon were my attorneys for many, many years, and the issues that I'm being leveraged even today were issues that were, were they were involved with. So, in other words, there's no question about conflict, which is why judges won't re- are recusing themselves. But that's how guilty and how bold they w- are, All right. and they are expanding. I-
1: I want to get into the injunction against you, but uh, I'm taking it the next step, something that happened prior to uh, the injunction against you. Well, they they haven't
0: got an injunction. They're trying to.
1: They're trying. I want to get into that story, too. But prior to that, them trying to get this uh, through the court, you were arrested in court. And, And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you ended up in jail. And you witnessed the drug activity behind bars, personally witnessed that this stuff is going on in the jails. Let me,
0: let me ex- just. Go, I'm glad you brought that up, Dottie.
1: Go ahead. I've got
0: to tell you uh, first of all, I went on a, uh, on a contempt. When a judge refuses to take text messages that went through all the crimination of what I was going through, even to the threats to my children. And I'm going to be posting that as a video because I can explain that so much better now because I understand the players. But with that said, the judge, Judge Francois, emptied the courtroom and ordered the videos not only turned off, but destroyed. Because that evidence on there would have incriminated him. Once he's done that, he he brought me back into the courtroom with chains and asked me to apologize for for re- insisting on him taking that evidence that threatened my children. So I refused, and then I went ten days in jail. Now I can tell you that what I saw there was something that. Something that I had to experience because it strengthened what I had to do. It, 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 I will tell you, people say, oh, the food. The food was fine, it was, other than the food they were trying to kill me with. But it wasn't, it was what I was seeing, what was happening to our young children. I seen two young girls when I came in, one asking for her mother, one would just kept saying they were sorry. These are, they looked like teenagers to me, but. Who knows, maybe in their early 20s. And then another boy that was getting literally beat up. And then when they put me in general population, it was, you could see, it was the predators in this place. I mean, that are rapists. You see the child molesters, and then you see these young people who are all there for taking something, maybe. One kid that was next to me, I think he was 22 years old. He was there for three and a half years for stealing a tire. And why? Because he's got a heroin problem. You can tell them and you can separate these groups because these, pe- these young people still have their humanity. They still have an act of kindness. They would come over to see if I was doing okay because I didn't have one phone call. The guys wanted to mess with me for eight days, solitary, which was fine. You know what? I don't break. And I Because gonna you didn't have want
1: them... to apologize to the judge because you
0: were right. I wouldn't want to apologize to the judge for saying and asking for their help to protect my children, five of them, their lives, because of this corruption. I'm not going to break and have them think they're going to break me. So what I did was I talked to those young people, and I found out that that's why they were there. But then what I found out was that they were still on heroin. There's kids in there that are ODing because they're being sold heroin by the guards. Right after that, they had a, sh- a cook come in with $67,000 worth of heroin. They're giving it to the prisoners. And you know how they collect? You know those predators? They're serving lunch, opens up your door, and they come in and they beat the hell out of you, or they rape you, which is what I heard and what, what these people, were, young guys were telling me. Because they are the collectors, and their families pay. So the same people, the same drugs that got them in prison are the same people that are torturing while they're in prison. It's obscene. So in other words, it, it, it left me with something that I knew what I was fighting for a purpose. I mean, I can't tell you, not being a human being, that you weren't emotionally affected when you're hearing kids getting beat up and raped because it left their mark on me, but not what they think. What what left me was a purpose. The purpose of I know what I'm doing is right. And if there's a if there's something to give your life up for, I can't think of a better reason than this.
1: I'm gonna put a, a link out to the people out there in the chat room. Um what Mike is talking about, he put out a video, um and the name of it is and you just scroll down when you get to the link, the name of it is it's, it's week 19, Death, Taxes, and a Cook. Mike, that was such a powerful video, uh, and people can get the whole story on that one. It, it's, it's so powerful. Mike, let me ask you something. Um, did you ever bring this to Donald Trump?
0: Yes. When Trump
1: came,
2: it,
0: because... You I didn't. gave it to his... Uh... You know, his administration staff is promote, promoting people up here, uh, right. people in Mass in New Hampshire. You know, um, it, it, to me, it's, I mean, it's, he noticed the drugs in New Hampshire. He's referred to them. He makes mention people. of
1: it all the time, all the time at his press conferences. He's, he mentions that.
0: This way so here he-, he could attack the heroin problem. He could attack state corruption, and it's state corruption that is that that is burdening in new the country. It's why we don't have jobs. It's why we have Ponzi schemes. It's why we have recessions. Because because people are stealing from the top. And that they're it they're involved in their governments. And and that's why you have support for Trump and that's why you have support for Bernie Sanders too. I mean people people know what the truth is. You can't be living in this kind of environment for as long as we're living in this and not realize there's a certain truth that's happening here.
1: That's right, but you know when you go, like you say, it's a, it's a, it's a state issue here that state representatives could uh, take a stand, demand accountability, look into it, demand investigations, do something, but but they don't. Because you know why now-
0: I've talked to so many of them. I talked to reps. I was on all day today with reps. I've got meetings with them again tomorrow and you know what they all say consistently, including Edelblunt, the guy running for governor, they go, well, we can't talk about corruption until we're elected. And then I remember thinking to myself, how many people have said that previously? How many people have turned around, and and it's over and over again. Well, we don't want to be controversial. We'll get in. Once we get in, we'll do something good. Well, listen, if you can't be honest to get in, then you're not doing anything good.
1: You know they won't be honest when they get in if they do. But even going to the, to the state reps, um, it, I, I, it has not helped here in Maine. Uh, they cover it up. There's nothing I can do. Then they ignore you, and then you know you you're attached uh, with a name, a conspiracy theorist or whatever.
0: But well, I got a feeling those names are going to start turning around. And if you look in the state of New Hampshire, for instance, I'm using this as a... Because I think we're a little ahead of you with the corruption as far as visibility. Not, I mean, oh. equally oh, yes, as Mike. corrupt. Oh, yes. But think,
1: y- y- New Hampshire is out there. Maine, Maine is not.
0: No, they're still sleeping. But here's the deal. You ready? Take a yep. look at how many reps and state senators who have already announced they're not running. Yeah, New Hampshire has quite a few. Right. You know why? Because we're making the complicit uncomfortable. Because I'm saying you're either guilty or you're complicit. You're one or the other. Either you're part of the corruption or you know about the corruption and do nothing. The people who are sitting there that know the corruption, not doing anything, are jumping off. They're saying, you know what? That's right. Maybe he is right. And complicit is not where we want to go. And if you're looking a ripple effect through the whole state, of people not running. And that's why. It also means we're rocking the boat.
1: I believe that, Mike. But then you've got some hardcore ones that put on a pretty good face. And I just want to throw this in as an aside, but it it fits right in because you're talking about state representation. And I I, I watched Trump's press release um, on the 31st. And uh, this was about uh, monies that he was giving to veterans organizations. And it took a while to come out because he had to vet the groups. uh, And he has veterans vetting the groups uh, to get the monies that Trump raised. And I noticed that State Representative Al Baldicero was at this conference, and I've seen him at several other. This is Senator New Hampshire State Senator Al Baldicero, Uh Mister Wannabe Important, uh, and he's a veteran as well. And I, I just want to bring this to you, to your attention because he, he's another phony there that is. No. I
0: got information from the state officer, state police officer of 28 years. His name was Terrence Keenan. He's also the arresting officer of Agonas. He had told me directly that he said because we were getting into the controllers of the Manchester area uh, about corruption. And he made a point to bring up this man's name, Balsaro, and say that he is trouble and he is, he is, One of the corrupt ones.
1: Okay, thank you, Mike, for that little piece of the puzzle. But I want to just add this piece since I started it so that you and the people out there will know, just in case this veteran, this state rep, uh, is coming across as really honest and decent, has morals, and he doesn't. And and Trump's, you know, he's vetting... the veterans organization's but he's got to vet the people that are aligning uh, or who are aligning themselves with him like Bogdansero and Christopher too. But I just wanted this short brief to add to your piece because you know, know what is- it is
0: it's like it's so hard for someone who's running for president to know exactly who to align and not to align themselves with. And here's he- the problem the power bases in say, for instance, in the state of New Hampshire, are the people who are corrupt that 's what gives them the power yeah well and, and that 's what they 're trading for
1: well trump doesn 't know everybody, you know people right. can put on a good people put on a good face all right, and then you know it 's a mask and uh, but take the mask off and see what 's behind that. but I want to just say this because it adds to your information, and I appreciate. Your information or documents because it pieces what I've been working at for 10 years as well in New Hampshire. Myself and another woman from Farmington met with Representative uh, and Veteran Al Baldessaro about, you know, the horrific abuses and drugging that I talked about at the beginning of the program of two Veterans, one resulting in death. I'm not going to go into the details. Uh, it's another show. Uh, and It's very sensitive. But I wanted an investigation, too, of all of this. Anyways, we talked to him about uh, Attorney General Kelly Ayotte's cover-up on the drug activity going on in Farmington. And, and I might add that the officers involved at the Farmington PD have left office, like a Anyways, we brought Baldessero, we, we thought that Baldessero, uh would take action, uh, but he was just all talk. He's a Mr. Wannabe important. And Al Baldessero, the veteran, turned his back on two veterans, two of his comrades. And this is a public Scandal. And I saw him talking at, at the press conference. He did take a few minutes, and I'm going to put a link up to Baldessaro, I mean, to the Trump press conference. And about 38 minutes in, Baldessero has his say. Well, he should heed his own words. I want to go a little further with Al Baldessero Because if there's a, a place for him in the Trump administration, like with Christie, you know, we are no better off than we are now if they are in there. And Donald Trump has to realize this and listen to the people who have had dealings with these officials rather than just talking with a, with another colleague. But I want to add this, Mike. I went to a public hearing in Concord. This was a few years back. Kelly Ayotte was still in office. And the discussion had to do with criminal justice or criminal justice reform, uh, court reform, something along that line. And it was my opening uh, to be able to bring up Kelly And her less than poor job performance. Obviously politically motivated. And that's proven by your investigation and documented evidence today. And the pattern continues. After I testified at that hearing, I was approached by Albaldissero. He was very upset that I spoke out against his friend Kelly Ayotte. And he let me have it with both barrels and I gave it back. Then another huge revelation... In piecing this puzzle, is with Representative John Heichel. Now, John's a nice guy. I met with John. I thought he was going to be helpful. Myself and others met with John for his help with all of this. He was a state rep. And, anyways, we met with him up in New Hampshire at some restaurant, and he saw binders of evidence. He was going to go to the AG, but he backed off. Why? I believe it's because of Al Baldecero, because they are the best of friends. BFF, I think. Best friends forever. And he backed off. And what a disappointment, but almost a shock, too, because he knew of the atrocities, the brutalities that had gone on, the cover-ups, and he did nothing. But Donald Trump meets officials along the campaign trail but like we just said, he doesn't really know them like us people who have been involved who who contacted these officials who did absolutely nothing but cover up crimes. Now Trump says this country is a mess. That's because officials are participants and it's really concerning that some of these officials like Baldessaro and Chris Christie are aligning themselves with Trump. I just want Trump, if you ever get to see Trump again or any of his people that you know this is relayed because we can't have that we cannot have that anyways mike i want to go back to your um let's see where am i on that here all right you were in jail you were talking about the jail and people i'm going to put up um a link to or did i already put it up i did the most powerful um broadcast you you listen to it and everything that mike talked about in jail and uh and the cook is all right there mike i want to bring up your injunction tell us about the uh, the injunction injunction filed against you who did this and well
0: shaheen and gordon represented cruz ag and griner these are the people i called out of drug dealings extortion and then their involvement with the treatment centers and so forth. So it was, so what the injunction is, is you normally don't get an injunction unless it's something to do with it could, in, could hurt someone's health or welfare. It's got to be a, a source of an emergency. So the fact that I've had them on my signs for over three months before they even filed an injunction tells you something. And then when they did, they wanted an injunction and to say not only to take the information down, not to allow cameras in the courtroom. So in other words, these innocent people doesn't, don't want you to see their innocence. Yet it's not newsworthy. There wasn't a radio or TV or newspaper in the state of New Hampshire and in big parts of Massachusetts that wasn't at the hearing. So, they all want to put on a performance that makes it look like they're innocent and then shut the lights off. You had talked about putting the lights on things, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's the fight right now in the courtroom.
1: The injunction is for
0: you you not to hear it and for me to show it to you.
1: Absolutely. So, you have an electronic billboard at your. Three of them. Okay, at your mortgage office.
0: Offices, yes
1: offices, all right, plus you had a, a radio program, and you were exposing all of this, and now after months, they come at you, right. I mean, why, why didn't they do this, like, the first week? I'd have been furious.
0: <laughs> it was because they they've calculated it and that I pushed their hands, and I wanted to push their hands, because they are guilty, and we have to confront this. You want to win a fight? You've got to be in a fight. That's what we're in right now. Now we're attacking the principles. Now I'm getting principles protecting the corrupt, like Shaheen and Gordon. That's why these guys are connected. So in other words, it was, it was something that I had the force to do, because you know the, the newspapers weren't covering it.
2: The media
0: right. is what gets sold out the cheapest. Who do you think is the biggest clients for Channel 9 or Union Leader? It is the plaintiffs. It's it's Auto Fair. It's Agonos. It is Griner. They are the biggest uh, users of these media sources. And it is sure. the power of the politicians that are with these media sources that protect them, too. So you get hit with both barrels which is why it's so important that I do film this so people see the miscarriage of justice. That's Absolutely. what the fight is. Absolutely,
1: Mike. You know, I understand because I went through that too. Uh, I was on public access in Biddeford. I expelled the town, the banks, the judges, so forth, and they pulled the program and blacked out public access and it involved a lawsuit. I won't go into that, but... Uh, that or a complaint, um, the MCLU, Means Civil Liberties Union, took on the case, but that well, was-
0: Shaheen and, and Gordon threatened the law, that threatened the radio station, 107.7 The Pulse, which I was on, and they didn't uh, <clears throat> they didn't offer me another contract. Okay, they, so, so they, in other words, yep. so they wanted to yep. get an injunction, and they That's threatened they my First Amendment rights with the radio station. And then since then, uh, my, my sign's been hit by a rock, and my Manchester signs got hit with a couple of buckets of paint.
1: I saw that, Mike, and you know, with all of the interviews that you have done, all the videos, you produce document evidence as you speak. So it's not like you're just talking about it. You are no. showing the documents, you know? So now Ag- Anagos, Cruz and Grenya um, are suing you.
0: Yes, and Walker okay. and Alex Walker, and the Alex president Walker. of then Divine Millimatt, who I said had two moles in my company at the very least, was working with them, giving them my schedule. I put three murder attempts. Now people think that's a little outrageous. All I'm saying is, is we're subpoenaing this guy Brian Toomey's uh, text messages. He gave 10,000 text messages to four people in six months that don't work for this company, one of them for 4,800 times. What's the bet that that is an Alex Walker? That's the realness in this. You know what it is? People cannot comprehend this level of corruption and evil. And that's how they survive. They survive because either you don't want to believe that they exist or you're too afraid to deal with them if they do. Well, how's this? They do exist, and the only way to get rid of them is to confront them. And it'll only get worse, because they'll only get more and more confident, more and more brazen, and more and more in control.
1: You know, what? what what's interesting about this, Mike, here, is there's an injunction against you. And there was a scheduled hearing, I think, May 2nd, and that was rescheduled because, um... Uh, a judge disclosed a potential conflict of interest and he recused himself? Well, it wasn't
0: rescheduled. We had it. Oh, you did? Okay, tell me about it. Oh, yeah, we did. We had two hearings. And in both cases, the judges recused themselves. And what I'm saying is, what I really believe is happening is that these judges know the criminality.
1: Of course they They do. They know
0: the right side of this. And what it's telling me for the very first time that the cops, law enforcement, judges are taking a pause and thinking, you know what? If I act corruptly here, this could come back on me. Now, this is the first time I've experienced this, and now I'm experiencing it rapid fire, which also tells me that there's a cross-current, like maybe a secret grand jury, who's looking into the banking department and the fact that they're drug laundering and protecting And maybe they've got to go into these banks and examine them. And what we're going to find out is they were protecting drug money. Well,
1: um, if they had to recuse themselves, then they couldn't act on this injunction. Was the injunction issued?
0: No. No, they couldn't act. In, In fact, to me, it only makes sense that the first, Thing you hear is the recusal, the fact that Shaheen and Gordon were my attorneys, and I'm being leveraged from pieces that they initially represented me on. So my point being is that they shouldn't even be their attorneys. That should be the first thing you hear, because if they're not allowed to be their attorneys, then why are we listening to a motion that they brought? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Now,
0: this Mr.
1: Anagost. Mr. Anagost is in construction? Yes. And uh, you have evidence that he's a drug dealer?
0: Yes, I do. I have people and, who worked in the warehouse that we've given to the Department of Justice. Okay. I have people who have worked in deliveries of these drugs. I've well, got witnesses he, to friends and family.
1: You now, isn't he the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he is he the owner, the builder of the rehab centers that they're building for these drug addicts. Yes. How does that work? I mean, what's he on both ends of the take?
0: Exactly. That's the obscenity about this. That's Explain what. gets that. you when you own the politicians. Explain That's what that gets for you. me. Well, Explain
1: this uh, both ends of the uh, the deal.
0: What happens with- is you become the drug dealers, then you own the support system. You own the the politicians that vote in Medicaid expansion that pays the treatment centers. You own the treatment centers. So in other words, the the children you get drug Ah. addicted goes to the same treatment centers that you own. And then you have the federal government pay for it, and you have your politicians like Shaheen and Ayotte go in front of the uh, Senate and get $600 million for Medicaid expansion. Think about Folks. And then you have the psychiatric center. I believe it was in Kathy Medical Center, recently closed down. And then the state gets a grant for $150 million for psychiatric care that's going to go where? The treatment centers? You see? That's how they do
1: And Shaheen and Gordon is representing Anagost. Right. And, and Shaheen and Gordon is connected to the city of Biddeford uh, by purchasing... Uh, the law firm whose attorneys uh, represent the city of Biddeford and are getting nowhere with their complaints on drug activity. And I've
0: got evidence, and they know it, that I've got Shaheen and Anagos together. I've got Shaheen and Anagos on HUD deals. That was a HUD deal, that 2009 uh, cocaine bust, the largest in the state, that they were working for Anagos. That was a HUD deal The G Shaheen got them. I also got evidence that Hannah Goss owns a private investigating company. You know who uses them? Shaheen. You know what he does? He taps phones. Taps phones of clients of opposing attorneys and get information to use against them. Uh They have information like that.
1: Well, the clients must not be too happy about that if they know it.
0: Well, some of the clients know that they do it, are the ones that hire them because they do
1: you know what I know find what interesting? What I find interesting, Mike, because there's, there's activity, you know, in the southern part, you know, just over the New Hampshire border in and, and Kittery and the Berwicks, and and then it goes right in, through the county, Biddeford, and you know up, up up the whole state. But your Manchester police captain is now Kittery's new police chief. I mean, what did he do for Manchester?
0: Well. He helped make it a crime capital and a drug capital, so I think that's the intent. I think he's there. He did a fine job. You know what? Nobody went to jail, and the drug business got bigger and bigger. So if you're asking me, I think he's expanding the franchise. Oh, And what would be on his resume that you'd want to hire him? Yeah. I mean, the cops' TV series picked Manchester out. That can't be a recommendation. Good
1: grief. Um, you know, law enforcement, state officials have to know about what's going on here. The people don't, though. And that's why the people need to know about this and, and do some homework on this.
0: Well, they, you know what they're going to do? They've got to come to terms with the circumstances that we're really in. We are living in an environment where the corrupt, rules today and you have to look at this and, and know that you're going to be losing free free certain freedoms as you go you can have corrupt judges take your home you can have corrupt judges take your freedom you can have the corrupt you know set you up and take everything you've worked your whole life for
1: absolutely that,
0: so what we've got to do is you can't be looking at somebody and saying I'm glad that's not me because one day it will be you
1: that's and right. if we're all
0: watching the innocent being taken advantage of, then I think we all lose a little about who we are. And you know what? You're not taking that from me. I'll go down fighting, but I, I'm i going to call this to what it is. I understand that you're stealing the future of our children. You are breaking up homes. You are creating drug addicts. You are profiting by their pain and the family's pain and to me, it is enough. So what we've got to do is ask each other, when, is, when do we take a stand? If we're to pay to lay, lay down our lives in Afghanistan and Iraq and, and Syria, why where we're protecting our children from, these, from, from this environment, from this, this, this poisoning of their futures? I mean, to me, this is worth fighting and dying for. And I think what we've got to do is take the seriousness of where we are, confront this problem, and say, listen, if not now, when? And if it's not our responsibility, who is it?
1: It, it is. It is our responsibility. What's the quote? The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. We have to do something. We I have agree. to. Mike, and Mike, you are doing one heck of a job. Mike, just one last thing, because we're coming up on the hour here, but, you know, when, uh, you're talking about judges. I was surprised that um, in, one, in one of the um, the Trump um, speeches that he made, he brought up unfairness of a federal judge, <laughs> and it, it reminded me of Joseph LaPlante uh, right. in New uh, You want an unfair judge in the federal court in New Hampshire? Well, he's one, and we hey, dealt and with him.
0: judges. That's what they do. Like watch the judges in Superior. It's going to be Anderson, Francois, with with appeals. It's Convoy. It's Laplante. They're all connected. Laplante goes back to, to Wiggins and Norie. Laplante has you know who's Laplante's uh, mentor is John Ross, the same guy I got who was stealing the title for D Money. The same guy I cornered in U B the jury. That's his mentor. That's the state. Oh.
1: Well, let me tell you just one other um, little piece here with, with Joseph Leplant, judge, federal judge Joseph Leplant. When I filed a complaint with the um, U.S. Attorney's Office when Colin was the Attorney General then, U.S. Attorney, La- LaPlante was in the office at the time. And then uh, we filed a, a suit in federal court. Uh, there were a few of us on the, on the claim. Guess who's sitting on the... Um, bench, LaPlante, and I, I found out that he could not be sitting there uh, unless one year had passed since he left, you know, the government position. You just don't go from a government position to the bench. And that time frame had had not expired, and he dumped the case against this corruption with Farmington and the PD and uh, Kelly Ayotte and, you know, the whole the whole mess. Judge yeah. leplan
0: He's so, been protecting their back for a while.
1: Okay. All right. This is what we're talking about. Hey, folks, does anybody have a question or a comment for, for Mike before we let him go? Unless, Mike, have you got something else that you want to add? I think we covered quite a bit tonight.
0: No, that was a fast hour, Dottie. I know it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a ball. Um, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. I guess so. Mike, is there anything that you want to add or any anybody out there in the chat room? Um, Got a question? I'm just going over the, uh, the list to see who's doing what here, who's saying what. Okay. Well,
0: I'd like to also just finish by saying that I'm going to be filing to run for governor, and I have Absolutely. all the names, and we're going to make this a reality for people. We're going to give people... An opportunity. I'm, t- uh, I'm, I'm going to deal with corruption head on. I'm going to confront the, them. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to call them out.
1: You know, just that alone, Mike, knowing what you will say before you would even get into office is how you will do it when you're in office. You're not going to backtrack. You, you, you're out there. Unlike people saying, oh, I can't, let me wait till I get in and whatever. But they're going to be um, kowtowing after they get in as well and become another puppet.
0: I'm counting on people knowing the difference and trusting their instincts when they hear the truth. When they hear someone say, this is why we have to do this. We have to throw these people out. We have to get our courts back. We have to turn around and, and, and find out how deep this corruption goes and 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 really start over again and rebuild and create jobs and futures and and protect what we what we we've created here. That's right.
1: That's right, Mike. So, uh guest 3 is uh added a comment and she said this was very informative and she thanks you so much for everything that you're doing. Uh this is guest 3. Mike is doing a fantastic job and uh, I appreciate all of the information that he's put out there because I have connected it to our state here in Maine. And perhaps you people, like, guest, um oh, Oregon, J.T. came in and gave you names of other states. Who knows? They may be connected.
0: Um, I, I mean, to, that's what I try to, to do. I try to. Reach out and 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 take people's experiences and put them in with mine and and find the commonalities and point to this. You know, like we talked about, the hit judges find out how this corruption works, and that's what I've spent all these years is finding out the players, finding out how they think and what they do, what they're responsible for. So Who they're connected you know,
1: you, to.
0: Yes yeah yep.
1: absolutely, Mike Mike. Your information that you shared, like I said, really um it, it it brought light to Maine's problem, and they're connected maine sister states, you might as well say, because it's the same people playing playing together against both states as far as I say the
0: best thing that could happen from this is there's a contagion that goes through our states, connecting states, then more states, because I know there's issues in other states, and this corruption has got to be. But if we can show them that we can, we can win this battle, we can take back a state, we may take back other states, and make people Absolutely. aware that there is a problem. Right. We've got to it, have one victory.
1: It, they probably know there's a problem, but don't know what it is. But now that this... Um, this info has come out. The um, clicking of names, you know, it, it may click with them and then they'll see something in their own. And th- this, is, this is huge. This is big.
0: You know what you're and hoping? Hear- you're hoping they get courage. They know what exists. What we've got to do is come together as a group and have them show courage to turn around and say, you know what, we're not going to take this anymore. You know this is true. This is how I do get a lot of my information. I mean, you see this evidence that I put together? I can't tell you I haven't had help. I have had help. I've had brave people come forward and saying, you know what, I trust you with this evidence. I think that you'll do something. And you know what, I take that evidence with a promise that I will. And I won't compromise with it. I'll get that information out. And and that's what I've done. And that's why I continue to do. So we can do this, but I need help. And that information Absolutely. is help.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Mike. Well, hopefully this will get out. People will listen to this. Um, really think. Put your thinking caps on. Do a little homework in your own state as well. Uh, because there may be a connection there. Like I found a connection with Mike's Evidence. Hey, Mike, Mike, I want. What? Hey,
0: Mike. Yeah. Mike, you're gonna to have to come back again. Okay, I will. All right, thank okay. you, guys. All right, yeah.
1: Mike. Thank you so much. Good luck with your campaign uh, for governor. And I hope that we'll have you back on again soon, Mike. Okay, stay, thanks, Dottie. Stay, stay safe, Mike. And you too. God, God bless you for doing what you do. And thank folks. You. On I on. hope you enjoyed I hope you enjoyed the program and we'll have Mike back again. Thanks everyone. Good night now. Good night. Until until next time. <laughs>